This is Off the Shelf, episode 89. We're recording this on Tuesday, May 10th, 2016. I'm Ryan Gallagher, and joining me again tonight, Brian Sauer. Hey, Brian. Hey. How's it going? It's going good, sir. All right, so we have some follow-up on our discussion of last week's uh, announcement of Shout Select, the new curated line from Shout Factory of collector's editions of uh, movies. We talked a lot last week about this new line that Shout Factory had announced. Uh, There hasn't been a whole lot of news as far as new titles or anything that they plan on releasing or details about the line, but uh, I just wanted to have a little bit of follow-up because there's there is some. I have more thoughts on uh, Shout Select. I'd I, like to hear this. Okay, right. I have more thoughts on on what they could be, and you know, if they're listening, if anyone from Shout Factory listens to this podcast, which I hope some people do, but yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but I I would just like to throw some ideas out there for how to deal with you know potential roadblocks or like to make the collectors happy because this is obviously a line for collectors so i'm just going to throw some ideas out there and see and see what they what what happens so um first of all they did announce on their face or they did reveal i guess on their facebook page um and on their website which i think you can now go to shout factory's website and and go directly to where you can pre-order the shout select titles um but they did also uh, reveal that they're going to have um, kind of similar to what they do with other releases, like with Scream Factory and and other Shout Factory Blu-rays and DVDs. They're going to have um, alternate poster art on the reverse side of the um, sleeves of the of the discs themselves. So that'll make everyone happy. If you don't like the the artwork that they came up with, uh, you'll have you know original poster art on the interior. Do you ever switch them around? to have the the original poster art when you put them on your on your shelf not too much i'm usually okay with um created artwork plus it's like i've seen the other artwork i'd rather look at this uh, this new thing for a while you know what i mean yeah um and there are some other things they i think the price points are now since you can pre-order them through their website i think the price point is around 35 dollars msrp and so you can pre-order them for $24, I think. And um, I I think that's a good solid price. It's not as high as Criterion, but I don't think that anyone should be as high as Criterion as a MSRP like starting point. Um, so I think that's a good uh, middle ground for in between like, you know, what they normally do and, and you know, trying to, kind of trying to like bump it up a little bit. I think that's reasonable. I guess speaking of price points, there's a pretty great Scream Factory sale going on right now. Yes, indeed. Did you? Is there anything that you need in this sale, or do you have everything that's on sale? I think I have everything that I want. I'm, there, there might be one in there, but, yeah. but I, but I was really excited for anybody that doesn't have all those because um, those prices are pretty great. Yeah, twelve ninety nine for most of the titles is a great price, and if you need, you know, the new. Escape from New York or any of them, really, you should definitely pick them up during this sale. Um, a number of people have commented on posts that I've shared saying that, um, and I was looking at it earlier, but I think a lot of the the, the discs themselves have, they've sold through the stock, but they're keeping the prices. And so if you want to order them, you might have to just wait a while. And a lot of them just say out of stock from Amazon, but I'm pretty sure 
um, Amazon is good about letting you, um, you know, get the the deal price even if they don't have it in stock right now. Yeah, I've almost never had a problem recently without with getting something. Maybe just having to wait a little bit to get it, yeah. but at the at the right price, which is a cool policy. Um, so one thing I wanted to talk a, well, a couple things about Shout Select. Um, one is that they have in in the press release and in the images that they've shown on Facebook, they have kind of. Uh, shown some of the 3D images, like 3D art, where you can see the spine on the side. And I think a couple of them um, don't have the little cardboard sleeves. And I think the Midnight Run is is the one that has, like, where when you look at the image that they created for it, it doesn't have that cardboard sleeve on the outside of it. And um, I would just say that... Uh, Regarding the cardboard sleeves, I, th- I know we've talked about this in the past and, uh, you know, they are kind of unnecessary and a little silly, but I would say, Shot Factory, if you're listening, I'm talking to you now here, uh, please be consistent with the packaging. Um, if you're going to do spine numbers and you're expecting people to be collecting these titles and putting them up on their, sh- on your, you know, on their shelves in order please make them look consistent uh please if you're going to do any cardboard sleeves do all all of them should have cardboard sleeves uh if none of them are gonna or you know if if one of them might not have a cardboard sleeve then just don't do them at all (laughs) yeah they might not they might not be able to do them i I thought i saw somebody from shout responding to a tweet or something the other day about only collector's editions get sleeves and by that logic I don't know that Elvis is marked as a collector's edition so they're probably not all going to be collector's editions even if they have extras so that means they probably shouldn't do it yeah um that that is did they say why like why no no, why? no. I just saw that brief response and I don't I didn't like okay that is a whole nother frustrating line like <laughs> wait i thought this line was collector's editions like I well thought... yeah so that might be why the the ones that we've seen a couple of them have and maybe not all of them have. yeah that's it's, yeah i guess uh if you're going to differentiate if you're going to make this new line of shout select i thought the whole idea was that these were going to be collector's editions like but yeah that's uh I guess that's a whole other topic. Yeah, maybe they all are. So yeah, I agree. If they, it should be consistent. Yeah. Yes. I guess if anything else, just so that when they line up together, you know, they look nice. I mean, that's that is the idea here with with collecting these discs and putting them up on your shelf. Um, I wish. I mean, it doesn't seem like they're going to do it because of the pictures that they've shown, but I kind of wish they had decided to go with maybe like the thicker, um, uh, what is it, Scanavo clear disc. Uh, cases that Criterion uses and also Flickr Alley um, even though they're a little bit bigger um, I kind of wish that they would use something different to kind of differentiate this shout select line from the other stuff that they do just to you know when they when they have spine numbers it's nice to have that like slightly thicker um, or you know slightly wider uh, case just to kind of show that off and it makes everything look a little bit nicer same with like the Masters of Cinema ones too, where they're a little bit. I mean, I guess like the European discs in general are a little bit li- a little bit wider, but um, I would say if it doesn't seem like that's going to happen, just because they've they've already shown those blue, you know, the traditional blue Blu-ray cases. 
I guess finally, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is the spine numbering again. And uh, so we we know that they're going to be spine numbered and we know that uh, we've seen some like how they, that will look. Um, my question and, and just I don't really have a, a clear answer in my head as to how I would like this handled, but it's something that if they're not thinking about already, they should be thinking about is the spine numbering for the Bill and Ted collection. Now, Criterion handles this in various ways. Uh, when you have a box set of titles, how do you attribute or how do you give them spine numbers? Do you give the collection itself a spine number? Do you give the individual t- films in that set a spine number? You know, like, what does a spine number mean? Um, is it like just the like, does a spine number mean a film or does a spine number mean like a release that's sitting on your shelf? And, you know, sometimes Criterion will put um, a spine number on the box as well as spine numbers on each of the films in the box. Sometimes they will do, you know, with the Zadoichi set, it's like there's a spine number for the box, but the films inside don't have spine numbers. Um and and sometimes and Criterion is not consistent about how well I mean I think they are getting more consistent but um, you know sometimes a film with like you know or a release with two films will have two spine numbers on it I think that's been the case uh, recently with like maybe the Monty Hellman westerns I think those might have two spine numbers um, and maybe the Lady Snowblood I can't remember now off the top of my head does, this, does Lady Snowblood have two spine numbers it might I know that they considered it like a box set, even though it was just a single disc in a you know regular case. So, I guess hopefully they'll have. I mean, I'm sure that they've thought of this already, but uh, if not, you know, hopefully you'll have a an answer and a consistent uh, stance on spine numbering films in a, in a box set. Do you have thoughts on spine numbering box sets? I mean, uh, I think. I'm not quite as, you know, I, I agree with all what you're saying there when I think about it. Sometimes I don't think about it, but, but when you mention it, I'm like, yeah, that does really make sense. And aesthetically that's, there's, yeah. So I guess I don't really know what the right answer is. Like, you know, for me, um, I keep everything in the box. And so I, I, I guess, I guess it depends on if they're going to do individual releases of the films in the box set. Cause sometimes criterion will do that. And, um, you know, the, sometimes having those spine number irregularities makes it hard to be complete with, with some things. Um, or, you know, like if you take all the releases out of the box, it's like suddenly you're missing a spine number on the shelf. If this, if the box itself had a spine number. Yeah. Well, that's a tricky, I don't know. So anyway, that is, uh, you know, an interesting problem presented or, you know, that comes along with spine numbers. Um, last week we talked a little bit. So I, I, do you have any other thoughts on, oh, you know, okay. So before we move off of uh, <clears throat> shout select, do you have any other um, thoughts before I jump into another little shout select topic? Uh, no, no, sir. Okay. So I uh, asked some of our Twitter followers what they would like to see um, Shot Factory add to this new select line. 
Um, before I give some of their answers, do you have any, have you had now like, you know, a week to think about this? Are there any titles that you were like, oh, this is the thing that I wish that uh, Chat Factory would release in this line? You know, I had a couple right after last week's show and I didn't write them down. So let me think on it for a second okay. while you go these. Okay, so I do have some titles that friends uh, online have tweeted at me. Um, I'm just going to read off some of my favorites that sound like they would be good. Um, you know, I don't know realistically. Some of the ones that people have mentioned here in my Twitter feed have had uh, Blu-ray releases and even recent Blu-ray releases. But, you know, nevertheless, I think some of these would be fun. So, like, some people, one person says that they would like to see uh, Willow and Legend get uh, Shout Select uh, Blu-ray releases. Obviously, Willow has a Blu-ray release and Legend, too. Um, but it might be nice to have, you know, like, new collector's editions of those releases in Shout Factory. I mean, those are both Fox, right, I think? Or at least Willow is definitely Fox. Um, so, anyway, that's one that I thought was cool. Uh the Warriors was one that people, I think a couple of people had mentioned that they would like to see get a, a, a better release, at least one with the theatrical cut and not that other, um, what was the other one? Like the director's cut where there was like, um, what did they add to that? Like animation well, or? Yeah. They, like comic book page oh, animation. That's, that's what it was. Yeah. As, as in a new opening, but like the transitions are all comic book pages. Yeah. It's pretty terrible. I'm not a big fan. So I would love to get a Blu-ray. With with, I still have my DVD because it's got the theatrical cu- theatrical cut. Uh, one other person who is who had mentioned the Warriors also mentions Real Genius, uh, Better Off Dead, and Over the Edge. Uh, Real Genius, oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, Over the Edge would be amazing. I mean, I love that movie. And some other people mention the Wizard, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, uh, collector's editions of crawl legend of billy jean masters of the universe um yeah i don't know like what uh what the rights are like on those ones um that's about it i guess like uh there's a few others that i'm that i'm seeing here but i don't know how realistic they are or how serious these answers are from some people <laughs> <laughs> i hadn't even thought of that but yeah i suppose <laughs> all right um so last week we talked about the Criterion Collection drawing of uh, cat people and, you know, the likelihood or, uh, you know, what, what that might mean as far as a upcoming Criterion release goes. And just yesterday, um, Bill Sienkiewicz, the, uh, the comic book artist who's done a few other Criterion covers, including Robinson Crusoe on Mars and Godzilla, he tweeted out a picture or posted on his Facebook page. Uh, a picture of the cover that he's doing for cat people. Very cool. And uh, he promptly took it down, uh, unfortunately. But if you go to our Tumblr blog, you'll find a picture of it there. Um, And no one has asked me to take it down yet. So I'm, I'm going to just hang on to it until uh, I get an email saying, can you please take that down? (laughs) Which happens every once in a while. That's, hasn't has that have they ever been weird about somebody releasing a cover early before? I thought that happened all the time. It like does, you saw us, it does kind of happen all the time. Um, I don't know, you know, I don't know what happened. I think he probably maybe he just like suddenly had cold feet and was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I should have waited and asked for permission if if I'm allowed to do this. That's so, true. So maybe he be. just did it himself, and you know, it's not really a big deal. 
but I think like for the most part, Criterion has kind of loosened up as far as like you know teasing things and um, you know letting kind of rumors you know run wild and uh, and teasing stuff themselves uh, over the years. So I don't I don't think they have a big problem with this stuff, and I think we might overthink this stuff too. I I bet they probably don't think about this much uh, this stuff as much as we might think they do. So, anyway, the cover that he came up with looks great. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking at it now. Oh my gosh, it's fantastic. And I wonder if like if it if this means that it will just be an individual release of Cat People and not the you know like box sets that people are hoping for you know last week we talked about that that uh that box set that you know from warner brothers that included all those films and you know oh wouldn't it be amazing if criterion could release everything uh this cover seems to kind of lean towards it's just going to be the one film yeah i think you're right bummer yep um there a few other things uh to talk about i did get my over the garden wall blu-ray from australia it arrived Ooh. It arrived yesterday. How does um, it look? Uh, it looks great, and oh. uh, it is essentially just like the the DVD features. Actually, you know what? I haven't even compared the DVD features to this one, um, but it does include the commentary track, um, behind the scenes, the original pilot. I don't. Maybe that wasn't on the DVD. I can't remember now. Um, alternate title cards, uh, animatics, uh, the composer's cut, which I think is just like the the uh, isolated score. Um, one thing that I have to complain about, uh, about this package, which is not, isn't nothing new and is something that we've talked about on the podcast before, but man, the ratings, uh, label on these, on this release is so obnoxiously large. It is just like, it is out of control how big it is. I mean, I thought the UK little rating labels were bad, but this one from Australia is just like, it's like two inches maybe even two and a half inches long with, and like, you know, an inch high. And it's just like this bright yellow on one half and white on the other half. It says PG, you know, for the rating. And then next to it, it says scary scenes. (laughs) And, uh, man, I wish so badly that these were just stickers that you could peel off and not printed on the actual case itself. Um, I mean, that, that has to be like, you know, a rule somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure it's a legal thing. Honestly, yeah. it must be something. You know, like those, those, like those uh, warning labels on cigarette packages and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then it this has a cardboard sleeve, uh, around the the Blu-ray case. But then once you open up, you know, once you slide that off, it has the exact same warning label <laughs> printed printed on the uh the the insert or you know, the the interior cover. So, uh. I do really like the cover design though that they have for this. It's it's really kind of nice and subtle and you know not minimal but like you know it's it's nothing crazy. It's it's beautiful. So a few weeks back we were talking about um, I was going through all of the different you know home video stuff that I usually check before we record the podcast and I was checking the Disney Movie Club to see oh are there any new Disney Movie Club releases. Uh, did you end up buying that Operation Dumbo Drop uh, Blu-ray that we were t- kind of making fun of and that you were like, oh, this, I don't like this movie, but I kind of have to get it to have, to be complete? 
Uh, yeah, I, I went with not complete. Oh, and, no, uh, you're not complete. <laughs> at least for now. I, I Maybe when the next one comes out, maybe I'll get two. But I didn't feel like solo ordering that. So I'll wait. Yeah. There's not a great sale going. I mean, there's a 40% off sale going on right now, but it's 40% off and no free shipping. So it's not the best time to buy stuff from the Disney Movie Club. Um, so maybe wait uh, a little bit longer. All right. Um, a couple of other things before we go. So we, there's actually kind of a lot of news to talk about this week. Uh, oh. I just wanted to throw out there. Maybe we can talk about this later. Um, but I was just reading it tonight and I thought, oh, this might be fun to share. Bill Hunt over at the Digital Bits wrote a nice article about his experience with ultra high definition Blu-ray. You know what he's had, um, you know, the the player that he's had and kind of just overall like where things are going in the home media world. I'll put a link in the show notes for it. It's definitely worth reading if you're at all interested in upgrading to Ultra HD and, or if you're not, and you know, you're thinking like, um, I at least kind of want to know what the, the differences might be and, you know, where the strengths and weaknesses are and, um, you know, what people are, are saying about the new format. Um, I still haven't even gone to a store yet like Best Buy to kind of just to see one in action, just to kind of like play around with the player and see, oh, what does it actually look like on a television? Um, but I probably should one of these days. No, I meant to as well, but I just realized I don't go to stores that much anymore. <laughs> Me either. Uh, I, I go to I, Target and a couple others, but that's it. Yeah. I guess like it would have to be a Best Buy, right? Like that would probably be the only store to go to, to test one out. Yeah. And that's, I just realized I don't go in there as much as I used to. Well, maybe we can plan a field trip uh, one of these days. (laughs) Yes. All right. So let's talk about some news. Is there any other follow-up? I think that's it. I think that's it. Okay. So news, um, lots of news this week. Uh, let's talk about some arrow announcements. So they announced their UK line at the end of last week, like for uh, August, and then they're also going to be. They also announced the Arrow Academy stuff, um, again UK stuff uh, for August. Were any of these um, Arrow announcements uh, US also, or are they just UK stuff? I, I want to say, at least two that we have listed here are. U.S., but I'm just trying to find the link. So um, some of the stuff that's coming in August, they are going to be splitting up that um, Battles Without Honor and Humanity box set into individual releases. You bought that the, the box set itself, though, right? Yeah, I have that. Does that come with a book? Is that what was kind of exclusive to the, the, the box set release? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, did you open it? Um, I haven't opened it yet. Okay. Do you think like, I wonder how much that's going for now. Like it's sold out, right? Didn't it? I think so. I'm pretty sure it felt like I heard it and then they see, there still seemed to be some around and then I heard it again that it was sold out, but I haven't checked. Okay. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not, not opening it to sell it. I just have, I'm not ready to watch them yet. Yeah. The ritual of opening is more about when I'm ready to watch too. Yeah. Uh, they're also going to be releasing, David Cronenberg's early works. Uh, this is one, these were included in that um, Videodrome uh, 
collector's edition, right? Is that is that correct? I'm not 100% sure if the, if it's the same exact stuff, but I, I think know that. I think it is. I mean, it's stuff that so it's it includes um where is it here? Tra- uh uh transfer it includes from the drain stereo and crimes of the future. I think oh, yeah. I think these were in in that video drum box set that they did, but maybe not. Uh or maybe they're just splitting this off. Um this is going to include the restorations of the, all those films, uh, original audio, um, a uh, discussion with Kim Newman discussing these Cronenberg works. So that's pretty cool if you didn't get the... I mean, a lot of these films have been included as supplements on various Criterion releases as well as stuff from Arrow. So you might you might already have all of these titles if you have the various Cronenberg uh, Criterion editions. So some other stuff that is going to be coming from Arrow... Uh, they're going to be releasing the Count Yorga collection. This is interesting in that this one, these films here in the States um, were released by Scream Factory did the second one and Twilight Time did the first one. Is that how it worked out? Yes. Wait. So there was the, there's, there's Count Yorga and then Return of Count Yorga. And I feel like Return was done by Scream Factory. And then yes. uh, the reg- the first one was Twilight Time. Yep. This is going to include the uh, the high definition transfers of both, as well as, um, you know, uh, two audio commentary tracks. Oh wait, actually, well, on the two different films, um, an interview, uh, reversible sleeve, um, and then they mentioned this here, and it's definitely worth reiterating to people who collect Arrow stuff. But uh, the first pressing will have the booklet with uh, writings of the on the films. And Arrow has kind of recently begun transitioning out of printing booklets for reprints of of their releases. So if you like getting booklets, make sure you get in, or at least you order, you know, early and kind of hope that you get one of the first printing or, you know, the pressings of a disc. Um, I, th- I feel like we must have mentioned that before, but I just wanted to say that again. All right, so... Uh, another title that Arrow is doing in August is Microwave Massacre. All right. Uh, I know James uh, was inter- was into this. Uh, <laughs> is this something that you... Have you seen this one before? I have, but it's been a long time, and I can't remember it that well. And it may be just total garbage, you know, but um, I'm I'm interested. I'm <laughs> as, as lame as that makes me sound, I'm definitely interested. This one says on their Twitter that it's a UK US. Yeah. So this is coming out. Uh, these are all like around the 15th of the month, but this is going to be August 16th for uh, the US. And then I think the the uh, individual releases of the Battles Without Honor and Humanity, those are also getting US releases. And then also the Bloodstained Butterfly uh, is getting a UK and US release. Okay, so the Arrow Academy stuff that was just announced on Monday, they're going to be releasing um, another of the Fassbender discs from the box set. These are these are his early works. These are this is coming out in August, as well as the film uh, the Hang- Hangman must Hangman also die. This one was released in the U.S. Uh, from Cohen, I think, and then now you can get it from from Arrow. They're also gonna. They also finally unveiled the cover art for the Human Condition, which has been pushed now back to August first. 
So if you had, if you've pre-ordered it, you have to wait a little bit longer. I forget when that initial date was. Um, maybe May. I can't remember now. But uh, I, I may, maybe it was May or June. Uh, but now it's been pushed to August. All right. So let's talk a little bit about some of this Kino stuff that has been uh, announced. And um, so they've announced uh, three films, I think: Freeway, Troubleman, and Witchcraft. Yeah. Uh, Witchcraft is exciting, and I think is is going to be on my birthday. I think I saw that it had was announced for October 11th, nice. which uh, is pretty cool. So happy birthday to me. <laughs> um, I'm really, I'm really excited about trouble, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorite, um, black exploitation movies. And I was really looking forward to having it because they've so much of the other good stuff is out on blue, but, um, trouble man's great. I definitely highly recommend it. Uh, I, 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 th- I'm pretty sure I know like the, the Marvin Gaye song, Trouble Man. Well, it's mentioned explicitly in, um, Captain America Winter Soldier, which I just oh, watched the other day. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's that's like what I'm a call out and then they play it later in the movie, which is really cool actually. But yeah, it, it comes from this movie, but yeah, seeing its original use is pretty cool. They've detailed a few of the titles, including like talking about, um, that uh, that film Three Bad Men is getting a new commentary track, and then listed supplements for films like Whoever Slew Auntie Anti Ru and uh, Chandu the Magnish- the Magician. Okay. Um, Shot Factory uh, posted some details about the upcoming Blu-ray release of The Crush, which I think we talked about a couple weeks or months back. Um, they're going to have a new commentary track and new interviews for that release. Nice. Uh, Paramount has announced the uh, upcoming release of 10 Cloverfield Lane, uh, that film from Dan Trachtenberg. Did you see 10 Cloverfield Lane? I did not get to see it, and I regret that very much. It was really good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, And this is going to have a commentary track from Dan Trachtenberg and uh, some new behind-the-scenes footage. Um, Universal has announced uh, some releases that, in conjunction with G-Kids. So the Studio Ghibli film... The Takahata film uh, only yesterday, which has been kind of notoriously hard to find. Uh, well, you know, it hasn't been available on Blu-ray until most recently when um, they've now that they've done this new, I guess, restoration and uh, dubbing of the film. Um, this is coming out on July fifth on Blu-ray uh, through Universal and G Kids, as well as the film The Boy in the World. So these are two G Kids animated films that uh, everyone should pick up. Um, Warner Brothers has announced Rick and Morty season two on Blu-ray. Did you, have you ever watched Rick and Morty? Are you a fan? Yes. Have have we talked about it before? I think we've talked about it a little bit, but not that much. Um, I have not seen the entire first season, but I love what I have seen. Yeah. And I know that, and I know that there are two or three in now, but I'm definitely a fan. Season two is, is done. And then, um, season three, I think is coming hmm, i want to say maybe like this fall or i I feel like i've read stories where it's like oh it's delayed and then i read other stories like oh it's coming actually sooner than we thought but still not as soon as we hope i guess or you know something (laughs) like that uh but yeah rick and morty is hilarious and um i feel like I, i i've probably said this on the podcast before but it definitely um scratches the itch that Futurama scratched also where like it's like very nerdy sci-fi animation 
Um, a little bit on the crude side, so it feels like it's got it's like Futurama with a little side of Family Guy maybe in it, um, but not as annoying or dumb as Family Guy. Not to say that that show is dumb. I guess that show is kind of smart in some ways, but um, Rick and Morty is great, and they really um, they really try to stay funny, but also introduce very nerdy sci-fi, uh, you know themes and uh problems and you know like um just all kinds of interesting kind of uh like paradoxes and whatnot i love the uh inception episode uh i i don't even remember which one that was but i i'm sure it was hilarious it's really good Oh, was that the one where they go into the teacher's head and yeah. then they go into all of his dreams? Yes. Okay, yeah, I totally remember that it's one. Was amazing. Great. Yes, it's yes. Really, really good. <laughs> they were trying to get him to like give the son, like the the grandson, like a, a better grade or like a passing grade or something like that. Yeah, it's such a great setup. Yes. Okay, that was a good one. Um, and then they then then he like meet the devil in his dreams. Is that what what it was? Or there was like some guy, like some Freddy Krueger kind of guy that was like like following them through the dreams yep yep okay yeah it's it's fantastic no i just i love that dan Harmon and whoever else is involved it's just it's got such a unique voice and still is really like you said kind of dark and yeah edgy and stuff so it's a neat show one of a kind all right so let's talk about these fabulous films uh announcements for the uk have you heard of fabulous films before? Cause... No, no, I was I, just tonight as I was I I saw this thing on Blu-ray.com. I saw that you put it in the notes. So I was like, ah, oh, let's see. Are are they like brand new? But no, like they've they've released some other stuff recently, at least. Um, and it seems like they're pretty good as far as like video transfers and whatnot. I'm sure they probably just use whatever they're given, um, like like most of the distributors do. But um, they seem to be pretty good fairly inexpensive and uh unfortunately region locked it looks like so um what they've announced for june is uh brewster's millions dragnet king ralph the jetsons movie and cheech and chong's next movie it's a really interesting it is a very interesting lowbrow group of (laughs) movies which i'm okay with i think it's such a it's such an interesting statement to make to deliver that kind of a group are, are any of these available on Blu-ray in the States? Um, I was trying to look around and I didn't I seem like it. So. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Of these, I think for me, Jetson's movie, definitely. Dragnet, man. Brewster's Millions, probably. King Ralph. I, I, you know, I remember liking that movie when I was a kid. I don't uh, know about that one. Yeah, I don't know if I need to own that on Blu-ray, though. Dragnet is awesome. I love Dragnet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't really know a whole lot about Fabulous Films. I haven't bought any of their titles yet, but, uh, you know, it's cool that there are new companies, or at least, like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think they're necessarily new. I was looking at their website earlier, and they have lots of DVDs, but maybe they're just finally getting into Blu-ray. I'll have to go back and try to figure out the history of, of these Blu-ray releases. I think it's interesting because... I'm pretty sure those are all Universal movies, hmm. just eyeballing them. Um, so these guys clearly have a deal with Universal, and it's always exciting to see Universal titles. And there's definitely a bunch of holdouts um, to come out on Blu-ray somewhere in the world because 
Yeah, they still have a ton of stuff to put out. Like, none of these are available domestically Blu-ray. That's crazy. So, what about this Scorpion title that you have in here? I don't know anything about it, except that it's, I think, a late period Charlie Chan. It's called Charlie Chan and the Curse of the Dragon Queen. Um, They said they're putting that one out at some nebulous point, as they are in Code Red or want to do. Um, So... I don't know, but I'm curious. I like Charlie Chan movies as a rule, so uh, I'll check this out. All right, let's talk about what came out uh, this week. So the big Criterion release uh, for the week is the um, Nicholas Ray film In a Lonely Place. We've been talking about this title ever since it was first teased back in... Uh, I don't know, a couple months ago now in the the wacky news. Uh, actually, was it like the drawing? There was like the stack of plates. Yep. And uh, and then we when it was finally announced, we talked about it a little bit more because I, I think I, f- I finally watched it that morning that it was announced just to kind of prepare for it. Um, yeah, it's, and in, it's since, such a great stream. It is, it is a great release. Um, did you? So you reviewed it on your site, right? Yeah, I did. Did you go through all the supplements and everything? I think I got through everything... Maybe not entire commentary, but um, yeah, it was it was good stuff, man. I mean, the transfer looks good. I just realized how much I love that movie. Yeah, it is so uh, good. I, I I mean, I liked it liked it a lot, and then I watched it this time. I'm like, wow, this thing is just one of my favorites. It's great. Do you listen to the radio adaptations on these Criterion releases? I I think my my average is about half. Like I'll, uh-huh. I'll put it on and it'll be like, that seems like a good idea right now. And then about, you know, 35, 40 minutes in, I'm like, no, I'm good. I think now, but you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's great to have them. I, I, at some point I'll love to, I'll get into listening to them as a regular thing. Yeah. Um, the, the person that does the commentary track on it is Dana Poland and they, uh, wrote the, if anyone collects those little BFI film classics books, uh, they wrote the the book uh, for that one. Oh, those books are amazing. If you don't have collect those, you should. Yes, I have a little collection uh, right above my desk here of of some of them. Um, awesome. I was thinking as so I, I listen to the the radio adaptations every once in a while as well. Uh, I don't listen to all of them, um, but I I really wish that there was some kind of way that Criterion could release some supplements like that online so that you could just download it or at least maybe make it available as a download on the disc. I know that's hard with Blu-rays because not everyone has a Blu-ray drive that you could connect to your computer. But I wish there was like, you know, give everyone like a code that comes with your release that you could go and download it just because those kinds of things are, you know, I would like to be able to put that on, you know, my phone or my iPod and be able to walk around and listen to it instead of just, you know, putting it on the TV and listening to it there. And so often with those radio dramas or radio adaptations that they include, they'll have like, you know, one still of the, of the thing uh, that you're staring at as you listen to it. I mean, I'd imagine that most people probably just like turn it on and then go do something else. Like, you know, they listen to it while they're like cleaning or, you know, doing the dishes or something. But I just wish that they, you know, I know it's, it probably doesn't, you know, they don't want to spend any more money on it than they have to, uh, as far as like producing the supplements. But I kind of wish there was more visually going on. Uh, if there's no way of getting, you know, I know there are ways of getting audio and, you know, ripping your discs and whatnot and 
kind of making your own uh, portable versions of these things, but I kind of wish there was more an, a more official uh, channel, and so I wouldn't have to do it myself. Yeah, that's a reasonable request. Yeah. Um, yeah, a very great release for this film that everyone should see, and it's probably like you know probably for the most part underseen or at least underknown uh, amongst you know the current generation of of film geeks. I really love the title treatment that they came up with for, uh, you know, the, the script on the front of the, the release itself um, is just beautiful. All right. So let's talk about uh, what else came out this week. I guess the I guess the big Hollywood release of the week has to be Deadpool. Yes. Did you see Deadpool? Uh, I did. Did you like it? I liked it. I liked it. What did you think of it? I liked it as well. I saw it. Uh, I didn't see it in theaters, unfortunately. I wish I had, um, but I just didn't have the time to go out and see it. Or I just, I think maybe, you know, if it's playing near me, then I'll go see it much more, you know, quickly than I'll see something if it's not at the, like, one theater that's across the street from my work. Otherwise, like, it's just, you know, it's such a ordeal to go out to a movie for me that, uh, you know, I have to go out late when everyone is in bed. Uh, or like, you know, when I get off after work, but, um, anyway, Deadpool was great. Uh, it's, it was, it was as funny as I was kind of led to believe based on everyone's, you know, everyone loved it online. You know, all the film reviewers loved it. And I was kind of, you know, when I, we talk about this too all the time, but whenever people, whenever, whenever any, everyone loves a film, then I think, well, maybe I shouldn't see this. Maybe I'm just, <laughs> maybe I can just, you know, wait, or uh, maybe I should just put it off and, until the hype dies down. But it is as funny as people were making it out to be. It is definitely not like a case where, you know, people were kind of blowing it up out of proportion. Um, it definitely makes up for some of the, the dumber uh, superhero movies. Um, I really loved how they played Colossus in, you know, how they portrayed Colossus in the movie, just because he was such, he felt like such a goofy straight man in this thing. And I thought that was just like the perfect way to have him. It would have been so dumb if he was like, you know, kind of in on the jokes and making jokes himself. Uh, but having him be like this straight man and kind of goofy and, you know, uh, a do-gooder just felt like the perfect uh, you know, compliment to Deadpool and the the little um, the the teenage girl. I forget what her name is, like Negasonic something or other. Yeah, no, that was that was a really nice choice. I agree. I guess the only weak part of the movie is the villain. I I wasn't, I, and maybe even kind of like how the the end fight sequence. Although the end fight sequence is pretty epic in what they do, um, but maybe just like how that all that is resolved at the very very end um that might be my only complaint about the movie but other than that i thought it was so well done uh the special effects were pretty great um and i I would definitely see another one especially if they uh well i won't reveal i won't spoil what they kind of tease at as far as like a second movie but um if they made another one i would definitely go out and see it me too and my son was a huge 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 fan this is one of those movies where I worry and about this becoming like, um, you know, annoying people's favorite movie, uh, <laughs> uh, movies that maybe like annoying people will quote all the time or, you know, like, Oh, have you seen Deadpool? Blah, blah, blah. And like, 
uh, I just I worry about that kind of thing with with a movie like this that has so much so many jokes in it um, that it, you know it could be ruined by the fans I think yeah well it was, it's just such a big movie too so that I think it makes people focus on it a little bit more than they probably should yeah uh, yeah so I'm pretty sure in a, it'll be the amount of time people years after the movies come out that people are still quoting it that'll determine perhaps if they're not <laughs> the kind of person you want to hang out with. Yeah. If they're quoting Deadpool in like 15 years or something. <laughs> um, so the uh, Warner Archive this week released... Is it this week that Father of the Bride came out? I think so. Yeah. Um, did they... Was there anything else that they released this week? I'm trying to find their... Uh, their their newsletter that they sent out today um so let's see uh in their newsletter this week they put who's afraid of virginia wolf but that came out last week right yeah okay um they also include in this uh newsletter things like city heat and true crime those clint eastwood movies i can't remember now if those those aren't like warner archive blu-rays right no those are warner video blu-rays okay um, they also include in here in this uh, newsletter the Peter Laurie film Stranger on the Third Floor, uh, Comrade X, uh, Air Force, and then a few others. So definitely you want to check out um, Father of the Bride. Did you see that one? Yeah. New, this new Blu-ray? Yeah. Yeah, I like this movie. I don't think I'd seen it until I saw this. Let's All see. right. I'm just double checking dates now. So a few other okay. things that uh, the Twilight Time titles came out this week. The 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 May lineup uh, started going out. Uh, did you get any? Did you get any of these? Not just yet. Not okay. just yet. Uh, are there any that you're looking forward to more than others? Um, I'm really looking forward to Eureka, the Nick Rogue movie. I know uh, Masters of Cinema put that out. Um, but I haven't had a chance to check out their disc yet. So, and it's a movie I've actually meant to see for like more than 10 years. I've always kind of been, it's been a movie I've been aware of and I just never got around to watching it. So this Blu-ray is my big excuse and, you know, ticket to watch it. So I'm excited. Um, so, uh, earlier today, I think, or maybe it was, maybe this has already been known about, but, um, Mondo and Bleeding Skull Video released Scary Tales on VHS uh, and DVD. I guess it's coming out tomorrow. Um, is this one where it's going to be like a limited edition VHS release? Of I don't think Scary so. I, I I don't think that they've done that on the last couple releases that that they put out. I'm pretty sure that they're they actually made a point to mention that at some point in one of their product descriptions, if I'm not mistaken. But but anyway, I don't think it'll be limited, but I'm definitely going to go over to the website and find out tomorrow just to be sure. Okay, so the DVD doesn't look like it's limited, but the VHS is limited to 100 copies. Oh, boy. Okay. Have you bought any of these VHS releases from them? I get their first one. I have Cards of Death, but um, I haven't gotten any of the other ones since. In fact, I'm missing Soul Tangler and oh, there's one other uh run coyote run or whatever that other one is. So, so <clears throat> I only have, uh, just one. All right. I got to ask you this. Uh, how do you keep your VHS player, your VCR 
uh, connected to your TV and like ready to go if you ever want to watch a VHS? Um, I, people are going to hate me for this, but no, I don't at this time. Um, I have one. I actually have multiple VCRs and I have VHS tapes, you know, in and around the television. But, um, yeah, I, I don't have the VCR hooked up right now. I don't either. Um, well, actually, no, I don't. Um, I, I have like, I have more things than, than I can plug into the power strip behind my TV right now. And so I have to like, when I want to switch between, you know, the Roku and something else, I have to unplug the Roku and plug in like the Chromecast or sometimes like I, I'm just so limited right now with uh, power out, outlets and, and, and definitely I'm out of HDMI ports. I need to buy like a new HDMI like switch or something so that to, you know, uh, get more uh, things connected to my TV just because I have so many devices right now under, <laughs> under my TV. Uh, but yeah, VHS is something that I... It's almost like a, you know, purely collector, like a purely collectible thing for me right now. Like I have a box of VHS tapes that I just refuse to, to get rid of. Um, but I, ha- I don't even remember the last time I bought a VHS tape, though. Although, like, I mean, I know everyone out there loves collecting these at Mondo, but like these, uh, what is this, like Bleeding Skull, you know. But honestly, like I... I don't know, every once in a while when I'm at a, like a thrift shop, I'll like scan through their VHS tapes just to see if there's anything that's like, oh man, I need to get, like I, this isn't, this hasn't been available on DVD or Blu-ray and uh, I really want to watch this again. Every once in a while, I do, I do see lots of VHS tapes being sold on Craigslist. Um, and I'll, every once in a while I'll scan through Craigslist just to see, oh, what are people selling? Is there anything that I'm, that I might be interested in picking up? You know, I'll stare at like uh, Laserdisc lots that people sell on Craigslist and think like, hmm, maybe I should get a, you know, maybe I should buy all these Laserdiscs. And then I then I slap myself and th- realize that that would just be so ridiculous th- to start collecting Laserdiscs. I just have no space. And I, to collect a Laserdisc would just be like, you know, purely like masochistic it would just be i would be i would just be it would be like another pile to to find space for in the house another large yeah. pile laser they are, are. Big. so yeah and vhs are just uh you know i love the you know the feel the look and feel of those old vhs tapes when you put them in and you know the, the tracking lines and everything but uh that only goes so far i think <laughs> No, I'm with you. It's it's definitely something I waver back and forth on. Have you ever watched those, you know, um, Shot Factory on their uh, streaming service? Don't they do that, like, um, that thing with some releases where they'll, like, show you old VHS transfers of stuff that they that they put yeah. up on them? Do you ever watch those? No, I haven't had a chance to check that out. That's an interesting idea, yeah. in theory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it might be no, interesting. No, I agree. Um, well, so what else came out this week that you're interested in? Um, this week, well, let's see, we talked about, were there any, oh, were there any Kino releases this week? Actually, there's a bunch that, um, that came out that I'm, I thought were fun. I mean, there's two eighties movies in the Manhattan project and solar babies. Have you seen either of those? Just out of curiosity. I, I might have seen solar babies at some point, but, um, I don't remember if I have. I'd be curious what you think of it now. It's it's pretty cheesy stuff, but the cast is really great. 
Um, but it's just like it's got a Mad Maxi thing going on that you might dig now. I think I don't know. It's it's also got an American Gladiators thing going on, so that's not necessarily everybody's bag. Um, Manhattan Project is is one of my favorite sort of underseen '80s movies. It's just a really great performance from John Lithgow and and uh, Chris Collett is really good in it as the like whiz kid, as it were. I don't know. It's just a really good story. Um, so I like that one a lot. Uh, but the big one for me this week, I think, is the little girl who lives down the lane from Scorpion and Kino. Um, that movie just is one of my favorites. It's such a creepy, weird little movie. Um, and they actually got some special features for it. They've got, you know, commentary and a couple on-camera interviews with Martin Sheen, which I never thought you'd get, they'd get somebody that high profile to be in their extras, but... So it's a nice disc and uh, a really cool movie. I don't know if that's if that's one you've, you've ever seen or not. I haven't, but it sounds interesting. Yeah, it's a great Jodie Foster performance, a really eerie Martin Sheen performance. It's well worth picking up. Oh, you know, one of the Criterion release this week that is kind of uh, under the radar a little bit is the... Um, so last November, Criterion and uh, Costco unveiled these box sets of collections of previously released films um but they were costco exclusives and they were there are two of them there was this hitchcock collection and this rock box uh the rock box included things like hard day's night gimme shelter quadrophenia and the monterey pop uh collection and then the hitchcock one let's see what did the hitchcock one have uh i can't find it on this list here Oh, here we go. So classic Hitchcock. So it had The Man Who Knew Too Much, 39 Steps, Lady Vanishes, and Foreign Correspondent. These ones, um, because Costco usually has a pretty good uh, markdown for Criterion stuff, they're usually like, you know, $20 for the Blu-rays. I think these box sets were uh, a much better deal if you didn't own the, you know, the four films included in them. It was, you know, even better than getting, you know, them during a, a Barnes & Noble sale, I think. Um, if you don't already own them. I already owned all of them, and so it wasn't really worth it. I kind of wish that Criterion would just let me buy the the box, the sleeve itself, just to kind of have those uh, for my collection, but uh, I don't plan on... I don't really need to buy these box sets. But now... um, So then later, Criterion put them up on their website, and now they are available uh, on Amazon. So if anyone has been wanting to get them and has been, you know, like doesn't have a Costco membership or uh, didn't want to order them from Criterion directly, you can now order them from Amazon. Uh, A couple of other ones that I I saw here, there's this Scooby-Doo Lego Haunted Hollywood release. Uh, Did you see, did you see this? This seems like right up your alley. Yeah, no, I I couldn't even wait for the Blu-ray on this one because Scooby's so big in our house. I bought this one digitally, I want to say two or three weeks ago. And I think we've watched it a couple times since, nice. and it's pretty good. I mean, it's. I feel like Lego, the Lego cleverness isn't always quite where it it can be. You know, they're they're really funny sometimes, but sometimes I feel like there's some laziness. Um, and this is like right in the middle. It's it's somewhat clever and good for Scooby Doo fans, but there's something there was something missing um, from their best stuff anyway. Like anyway, it's 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 pretty good. If your kid's into Scooby-Doo, like yeah. mine is. Um, that film Mustang came out this week from 
uh, Cohen Media Group on Blu-ray. Uh, I'm not sure how you pronounce the director's name, Denise Gamze or Guven. I'm probably butchering that, but um, this got great reviews. Uh, I know the Criterion Collection was also like they interviewed the director and. Um, you know, they posted that they really loved this film also. And I think pretty sure Josh reviewed it on our site and loved it. So I will definitely be picking up this Blu-ray uh, at some point. I really want to see it. Uh, a couple of other Blu-ray releases this week. Let's see. What do we have here? Um, actually, DVD releases. There's a, a, a Chantel Ackerman uh, collection from Icarus, as well as this uh, this. Gabriel Garcia Marquez. I don't know if this is like a documentary about him, but uh, this is like a what is it? A little couple DVD collection. Oh, it's a single disc. So it's um, yeah, it's like a little biography uh, of uh, Garcia Marquez. So if you if you're a fan of his work, this might be interesting to pick up. Um, I think that's about it. It seems like there's a bunch of re-releases this week. I'm, I'm scrolling through the list of new releases and there's all these like, you know, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Fletch, uh, Happy Gilmore, all uh, the jerk, all these Blu-ray re-releases with like, uh, you know, the headshots of the, the actors in the movie. Pretty silly for some of these, but I understand why they need to be re-released. Did you, um, did you see Where to Invade next? I haven't seen that. That's the new Michael Moore movie. Yeah, that one's out today too. I'm I'm very curious about that one. People seem pretty yeah. high on it. Uh, I I have a, like a weird relationship with Michael Moore in that like I really enjoyed you know Bowling for Columbine and Fahrenheit 9/11 um, when those came out. Those were like you know at the perfect time for me because it was just like I was in my early to mid twenties. I was you know much more politically active or at least like you know, in my own little world, uh, you know, maybe further to the left than I am now. Uh, and so like those movies were just like, Oh yeah, this is, he's telling the truth. And then since then in the like 10 years, since I've probably seen a Michael Moore movie, um, I don't think I've seen any of his new movies and which is not to say like that I've, you know, I won't watch them again, but, uh, I, I don't know. Like I, I heard about this movie coming out. And I was like, nah, like, I don't know if I really need to see it. I probably, I probably could guess from like the description of what, you know, what's going on or what his points might be. So, uh, which I, you know, I like him, but I, I, maybe I, maybe I'm all Michael Mord out. <laughs> That's very possible. No, I, I'm curious about it. Um, I'm not dying to see it, but I'm definitely curious. Yeah. Like curious. I'll watch it this year at some point. Probably. Yeah. Um, let's see. There was a release that came out today that was that also went up on Netflix, and I'm trying to find it on the list here. But, um, uh, where is it? Well, I can't find it, so I'm gonna just. Uh, I think we should probably just uh, end things tonight, unless you have anything else that you wanted to mention, uh, new release wise. Um, just real briefly, I watched uh, that that movie you'll like my mother with Patty Duke scream factory put that out today. Um, and I, I think you might dig it, dude. I don't know. It's like this very, I hate to use the word slow burn, but it's, it's got a real deliberate pace to it. Like, I don't know. It's pretty creepy. So I, I think you might dig it. I won't go, I won't go too far into spoilers, but 
people should check it out oh i saw that you got uh the new manhunter blu-ray which is coming out soon uh how did that look or did you watch it yet i haven't no i'm gonna i was actually gonna try and get to it tonight um i'm looking forward to that one a lot that's a great movie i can't wait for that one yeah people seem really excited about that that post that picture got more instagram likes for me than anything in a while for some reason i was really surprised i'm always just kind of curious like what people respond yeah. to and people seem to really like manhunter which is great it's a great movie yeah it is very curious it is a fascinating social project uh figuring out what what instagram likes and what they don't like uh or at least like which which dvd covers will get the most likes and which ones won't yeah yeah it's just a silly thing you just notice from time to time you're like well i didn't expect yeah. that it's interesting yeah, and then some of them where I'm like, oh man, I am so excited about this release, and you know, it gets yeah. like a ha- crickets. Yeah, crickets exactly. I mean, I know sometimes I'm bad about posting stuff late at night when no one's awake, and then you know those kind of posts get buried, uh, you know, by the next day when everyone else wakes up. Uh, and I know I should wait and just do them when people are actually looking at Instagram and you know are awake and not you know fast asleep. But sometimes I just that's when I'm awake, and so that's when I have to post. Yeah, no, I, that's how I do it. I mean, I just feel like there's something immediate about all social media that if you don't do it late at night, then I don't know. Yeah. You're not you're not carrying it far enough as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you got to be dedicated. Oh, the film that I was thinking of that was on Netflix that's now available uh, on home video today is the Peter Greenaway film Eisenstein in Guanajuato. This one oh, came cool. out earlier this year and uh, is now available on DVD through Strand releasing, but it is also available on Netflix, so you can go watch it there. All right, Brian, well, I think we can start wrapping things up here. Um, Thanks so much for joining me. Always my pleasure. Listeners, I will put links in the show notes to where you can find some of the stuff that we talked about tonight, including where you can find us online. We will be back next week to talk about the releases for the 17th. Does that sound like it right? 16th is next week. All right. Yeah, 17th. 17th. All right, everyone. See you then. <laughs>